You're listening to the Doing Life with Goodwin on the Radio podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. Today, my special guest is Christmas Abbott. Christmas is a top fitness and nutrition professional, including being an Olympic weightlifter. She's also been on a NASCAR pit crew and, of course, two different seasons of Big Brother. Join me now as we talk with Christmas. Well, thank you so much, Christmas, for being here and being part of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to start off. I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about your fitness career. I know that you have done all types of things, CrossFit, uh, weightlifting, of course, training. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, I was actually not an athlete in high school or college. Also, fun fact is that I didn't finish college. So, okay. um, it, you know, life is really what you make it. Right. And I found fitness in Iraq when I went over as a civilian contractor. And so, like, I was smoking and doing drugs and drinking. Mm. And fitness literally saved my life. I, I realized very quickly that I was making a lot of bad decisions that were taking me one way. And I wanted to change that direction. So I got on an elliptical <laughs> and, <laughs> and worked my way up since then. And so I was really not a competitor. I didn't see myself as an athlete. I didn't see myself as a competitor. And over a few years of just training and loving it, and getting after it and like seeing my body change and feeling my, my confidence change, feeling like my self-worth growing and like finding a passion about something that I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what really kept me on track. But also, you know, the motivation to work out wasn't there every day. Right. Discipline to work out was there. I formed that schedule. I formed that discipline. And that's what got me to where all the places that I've gone. Sure. So... My friend, one day he was like, you should do a competition. I was like, nah, I literally fought him. I was like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm going to drive you. Just just go and have a good time. And that, <laughs> so that statement was a game changer for me. Mm. I no longer had the pressure of like performance, which I had never done before. And I was just like, okay, this is going to be another workout. I have a great time in workouts. I'll start laughing hysterically in the middle of my workout because it, well, one, it hurts. And two, <laughs> just like have fun with it. And that was the first time I ever competed and didn't look back after that. I found this fire inside of me, but also this very calming meditative state when I'm in, when I'm in a competition and there's nothing else that replaces it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the Olympic side of things when with the weightlifting. Okay, so I so let me explain the different types of competition. Okay, okay? so CrossFit is like super intense. It's kind of like like a rave. You know, you're just like listening to music, you're going, and whatever move works to get to the end result. Mm-hmm. Now, weightlifting is very like classical. It's like watching an orchestra. Everything is super calculated. And if it's not done correctly, you don't get that recognition. You don't get that. You don't, you don't get to perform. Mm -hmm. And so it's the mindset is very, very different. And I remember being on the platform the first time in a weightlifting competition and I, it was, it's all in your head silence Mm. and this move and this heavy, heavy technique at your maximum capacity. So it's these two things at odds and you have to bring it together. 
And so I found I love both competitions. Um, and I started weightlifting because I was really big on technique. I'm a tiny girl. I'm not as strong as the other girls. I'm not as fast. I'm, I'm just, you know, very, very technical mm-hmm. and a little bit of a maniac. <laughs> I'm a lot of a maniac when I, yeah, when I compete. So, <laughs> so I knew that I needed to give myself an edge, which was technique. You, and you just have a hard time beating it. Mm. And so that's why I started weightlifting and my training coach that I had, he was like, you should do a competition. And I was like, Nope, I'm not an athlete. He's like, just sign up. Mm. <laughs> so that took me to nationals a few years. That's cool. So when you went to Iraq and you started your fitness journey, how long ago was that? Oh my gosh. I've lost count. Um, I was 22. So I'm 39 now. Okay. So 17 <laughs> years or so, if we do the math, right? Years. Yeah. Well, good. My athletic career can drive. <laughs> and almost both. All right. So that's so cool. You're a driven individual, obviously, at this point throughout your your career, throughout your life. And so that also took you to being a member of a NASCAR pit crew. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it has the chaos of a CrossFit competition, (laughs) but the beauty and the precision of uh, weightlifting by far, it's the hardest sport that I've ever done. Yeah. You, there is, so the margin of error is like 0.2 seconds. Like you, (laughs) you go from a 12 second pit stop to a 15 second pit stop Mm -hmm. and you've lost your job. Right. And you know, if you, what I loved about my pit coach, um, Sean Pete, he told me, he said, you're going to fail. Mm. but fail as fast as you can. <laughs> Meaning when you mess up, yep. you, you train, and this is something that I also manifested in my head a lot. I did visualization of is when you mess up, you correct quickly. Right. Right. You, you don't, you don't, it doesn't stop you. Mm-hmm. And I also called it successful failures. Um, but what I would do in my mind, and this is years before I started doing NASCAR, when I was doing uh, CrossFit competitions, is that I actually visualize, visualize myself like missing a repetition or messing up somehow, you know, like literally in the competition, not getting the goal. Right. Mm. And so I would think about if this happened, then I'm going to do that. Right. And so, and, and I visualize still being able to come back and win. So I would do both, you know, and it, it did, it prepared me for the worst case scenario of me messing up but it prepared me to be able to overcome that quickly, which is that fail fast. Right. And then how long were you on the pit crew? I did it one season. Okay. Um, I loved it. I was obsessed with it, but it was, you know, at this point I had already been traveling every week for years, mm-hmm. years. And um, I had to give up CrossFit competitions and weightlifting competitions. Mm. And I was, you know, I had to not be at my gym. And so I just felt like, I had these other things that I really loved mm-hmm. just as much, but I got more of those than just right. one of that. Right. And I wanted to mention that you're the first female to ever be chosen as a member of a pit crew, a NASCAR pit crew. So that's awesome. So you made history right there. Good, okay. good job. You rocked that girl. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. So the last few years, let's <laughs> talk about your son. You've got a little guy that is just adorable. Oh, 
man, I know he's the coolest dude. <laughs> like I love him so much and he's just, he is wild to watch. <laughs> um, I'm real proud that I made him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. How old is he now? He's two and a half two now and, a half. and he is just talking and, you know, he says, thank you. And like, I'm really big Aww. on manners. I'm really big on, you know, hugging and loving and gratitude and playful and laughter. Yeah. We laugh all day long. And it's yeah. because, you know, uh, me and his, and his dad have worked really hard to mend our, our relationship mm-hmm. to be able to be positive co-parents and it's fun. Yeah. People wouldn't believe it if they saw it, you know, <laughs> and we work really hard on making sure that all decisions are filtered through what is best for loyal. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to be. I mean, he's a happy, just little man. That's he's so, awesome. so sweet. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks adorable. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I've got to tell you, been a big fan of Big Brother from way back for season one. I think I, I wow. love. I know I have been a we fan. We call you a super fan. I, oh, okay, good. I know that now. Thank you. Christmas called me a super fan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's you're committed. I am. I always every summer, or I think they had one or two seasons that didn't play maybe during the summer, like, I don't know. Anyway, it was always on the to-do list because I love the interpersonal relationships and all of that. In addition to obviously the competitions and such, but it's really people being forced into a situation that is very uncommon. And I know the bonds that are made in that period of time are like fast-tracked. I nailed it 100%. Yeah. I love that part of it. So, of course, being a house guest on Big Brother 19 and then coming back for Big Brother 22. So let's first talk about how that process happened for you, how long it took for you to be go through that process to be chosen for the Big Brother 19. Um, so Big Brother 19, I actually, they, they had called me for like a season before then, but I was traveling with my book tour. Okay. And... Um, I mean, they, true, honestly, they reached out to me, but I had to go through all the process. I didn't, I didn't get fast tracked on, like, I didn't skip any interviews, Mm -hmm. but they, you know, they, they, I had that personality, that character that they were wanting to cast. Yes. You know, and and if people don't, they think that they just pick random people. Nope. (laughs) They have a very specific personality and they, they will, they will cast that. Hmm. So um, I went through the process. It took about a month. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit longer, but I was like crazy busy. I was jumping through fire hoops to get um, everything done in time to be able to get on the show. And then also, you never know, like, you don't know you're going until they show up and they, right. they you know, they film you in your hometown. And that's not guaranteed that you're going to go. Okay. You're just a finalist. Okay. So then if they chose you, you leave right then after they are done filming. Right. I had take your phone. Yeah. I had always wondered (laughs) about that. Yeah. Because, you know, when they're like, oh, hey, it's good to see you. And then the true actual surprise of what I really I'm chosen. And I'm thinking, yeah, but the TV crew is there with them right then. Don't they already know? But you're saying no, not necessarily because they just think they're a finalist at that point. Right. They say, hey, look, we're going to come film 30 people. You're one of those 30. And then you don't. 
you actually don't know. They're like, have everything packed, have everything ready to go. You know, we'll let you know afterwards. Okay. And then they're like, all right, we're taking you to the airport now. And you're like, what? I got to make a call. And they're like, nope. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love that. You got to have everything lined up before you, before they come. Before they come. That is so great to know. Yeah. I had always wondered that part. I'm like, something seems weird about that to me, but now that makes so much more sense. So that's great. Yeah. Tell when me. they say we're going right now, that's that response is. That's awesome. genuine. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Big Brother 19 was a season like none other because of the, you know, we've <laughs> got to talk about it, how you were injured on the show. Yeah, I'm reminded every day. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I know, but we have to talk about it, right? No, it's okay. You have been one of my favorite house guests each of the seasons that you were on. I was always rooting for you. Yeah. So I do have to say that. I know. But when I saw you go down and injured from the piggyback ride, it was rough. I mean, out of all the things that I've done, I mean, like, yeah. I, I used to ride dirt bikes. I mean, I went camping in the woods. Like, I, I used to, you know, like, I work in Iraq. Right. I, <laughs> out of all the things. Yeah, but I am so glad that you were able to stay in the game because I I thought that's got to do it. But I was so glad to see that you were able to stay in the game and you did well after that. (laughs) You've done well in both seasons. Thank you. What would you say is, I mean, everybody that goes in has such a different way of playing the game. Talk to me a little bit about how you went into it in Big Brother 19 and how you went into it in Big Brother 22 and how you played the game, some of your strategic moves. So I definitely had to change 19. 19, I wanted to go in and dominate as a comp beast because Mm -hmm. I wanted people to be fearful of trying to evict me. Okay. (laughs) So, um, but I, you know, week two, uh, day 13, I had to shift and just mm-hmm. like lean on social right. and really kind of like damsel and distress myself, right? which I don't like to do, right. you know, but I hear the thing is like, I couldn't ask for help on anything that I needed with my foot or getting around the house because I didn't want to look like I really was un- incapable. And I'm telling right. you, that was the hardest thing in the world was to just function in the house. So I, I really had to play like, Hey, look, just keep me. And like, you guys can use me as a pawn Mm -hmm. and like, you know, like just throw me under the bus when you guys want to, you know, like (laughs) I had to work the angle of like, I was easily disposable, you know? So it's easy to keep me because you want to get the bigger targets out. And since I can't compete, then you can let go of me anytime. Right. And that's, that's definitely, I needed, I did that from the first week. And so it worked, it worked. Um, and I made some amazing friends. I still talk, actually, I was just talking to Paul the other day. Okay. I still talk to Paul, I still talk to Josh. I love Alex. Um, Jason and I are actually pretty close. I love that man so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I try and keep in touch with, with them um, periodically, but okay. You know, like going into that experience, it's like three months of isolation prison, but in a really great way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So when you went into Big Brother 22, how are you thinking that you would approach that season? Um, I wanted to show up and just very much similar to the first time. I wanted people to be like, okay, she has something to prove. Mm -hmm. And I, and I wanted to show them that I was really serious competitor, like a very, um, like I'm going to, I'm going to run you over if you get in my way, no matter what. And I wanted people to fear me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
And that's, I mean, like I came out, I want to comp, you know, like even that first one uh, with that two part fit, you know, the maze and then the steps, the steps like that just got in my head. The maze was so easy. I was one of two girls that got it. You know, I think only six of us got it all together. Um, and then I saw those steps and I looked over and I said, this is a cruel joke. Mm. Um, cause you know, the steps wobbled and, I, mm-hmm. and then that was, I was like, mm, they got me. They got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting But I, did, I wanted them to know that if they put me on the block, that I was going to get that veto, that I was going to have. And then also I would have the social game, you know, like I wanted them to know that I was coming with like a full triple threat. Yeah. We sure enjoyed watching you. That was so much fun. Every, <laughs> every season. Uh, I can't wait till big brother comes back. I'm so ready. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited. I mean, I'll tell you. So I feel like 19 was so crazy that they kind of, they correct 20 was like super chill. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> because ni- like we were so, we were so be- misbehaved on 19. Like we were always getting in trouble. <laughs> I think, I think CBS was like, is this how we want to do this show still? <laughs> That's interesting. How much interaction do you have with the people behind the walls? <laughs> um, So we go to the DR room, right? right? Um, the DR and then there's a camera there and we just talk to the camera. So like whenever, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, every once in a while we hear them, you know, Christmas, go to the diary room or whatever. So, yeah. Bob, um, we call that voice Bob. Bob. Okay. <laughs> that's good. And so, Bob, when you hear from Bob, how often do you usually hear from Bob? Um, it depends on how active you are in your game. Okay. So, this is kind of a funny thing is that, like, if you, the, the more you play it, the more, like, you understand the, the system a little bit. So like if you have somebody that's continued getting called to the DR, you're like, I'm mm-hmm. playing hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know? But like if you win HOH or veto, like if you win, they're going then to, you definitely get called a lot. Right. If you get put on the block, you definitely get called a lot. But then if you have some like outliers that you're just like, what was your role this week? And you're getting called left and right. Then, you know, you're scheming. Yep. That makes total sense. Yeah. So you're picking mm. up. So listen to Bob. Yep. You're picking <laughs> up on all the subtle nuances. That's that's really cool. Yeah. That's you have neat. to like be, yeah. you're kind of like a spook in there. Yeah. Like you have to watch people's body languages, look yep. how they say things. Because I'll tell you, I'll be like, you know, um, the, you know, the girls were asking me one time, they were like, are we safe? And I was like, I, I don't, I can't remember. Like, you just can't, like, I didn't like to lie. No. So I would just phrase it in a way that like, if you listen to what I said, I'm Skirt telling you exactly it. what I mean. Right. You're skirting the situation. Yeah. Talking in circles. That's called manipulation. <laughs> That's what it is there. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is so yeah. interesting, man. Thank you, Christmas, for spending a little bit of time with me. I'd love to circle back with you at some point and catch up and and see uh, what you're up to here down the Let's road. Do and it. Yeah, in just a bit. But I so appreciate you spending some time with me today and sharing with our oh, thank you so much our listeners. And, and, and you know, just the other day was Nicole's wedding, and we all went and had such a great time. And like, I mean, here's the thing: whether you get along or not in the house, I believe that like you can leave the house in the house, right? And because here, like, it's not reality. Right. You're in this controlled environment thrown in like a pack of wolves to win $500,000. You're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And that is not your character. Like that is not your, your moral comp. You, 
That's you, not the you true leave that you. Stuff at home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you do whatever it takes to, because that's why you go, you go to win. And if you're not willing to do what it takes, then you're, you know, either one going how to forfeit the money mm-hmm. then you just go on home. So I, I do want to like all house guests, every single one of them is not 100% like that at home. Right. And a lot of them like, is not like that at all at home. Mm -hmm. So I just want to like put that out there to the fans that even though it's reality TV, it's not reality. Right. And it's not our true selves. We really do bring our worst self to that show. Yeah. And I saw that. I I saw some of your pictures of, of Nicole's wedding. That seemed cool. I see a lot of pictures with you in Memphis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to share there or. Not so much. I mean, I'm just like, we're, we're just, we're just so happy. Like, it's unreal. <laughs> it's really incredible. Like, <laughs> That's good. What was that? Like, we became best friends in the house. Yeah. And let me go ahead and clarify. It wasn't a kiss. It was a, it was a whisper. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, like, you know that you're watched 24 seven. Right. Can't, you can't do that and get away with it. Yeah. Uh, but he just. I mean, like, he just makes me feel so emotionally safe. And, like, Good. I know he's always going to, like, he's he's always going to have my back. And, um, you know, you just have that crazy connection. And I broke this down for somebody because um, they were like, you just met. Mm. Well, three months of mm-hmm. Big Brother, 24, being together 24-7 for the time that we were, that's 11. That's like a whole year mm-hmm. of working a full-time job. Yeah. So if you're working a full-time job, sitting next to somebody, talking to them, hanging out with them, having lunch with them, that's an entire year. Right. Casual dating, it's about three years. So right. like people were like, you guys just met. I'm like, but you know somebody. Mm-hmm. You really know them. Even though they're not acting like they would be at home, you know them. That's so cool. That's yeah. a great way to look at it. That's neat. Congratulations. He's pretty great. On that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. That's so cool. Thanks. And of course, I follow you on social media, but go ahead and share with our listeners your social media pages and where they can find you and what, what you're up to. Um, hit me up on Christmas Abbott on Instagram and Facebook, but also Christmas Fitness is my app. So I have full-length workout videos. I have nutrition guides, and I also have um, cooking videos, mindset and, you know, it's just like my passion. I'm mm-hmm. putting it on that platform. It's a monthly subscription. It's about a dollar a day. I love it. Christmas fitness. Cool. And then we have a lot of fun. Yeah. I call them my rebels. Okay. <laughs> breaking the, the, rules. the Christmas rebels. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And then, of course, your website. Let's see. You've got a YouTube channel as well, right? Yeah, I haven't put stuff on there. Okay. So if you wanna if you wanna see all the good stuff, it's on my Christmas the fitness app. app. Yeah, okay. That's my platform, yeah. Say that one more time. Christmas fitness app. Uh Christmasfitness.com. Okay. And all that so like it, you can download it on Roku, your smart TV, you can do it on your computer or your phone. But you go through the the website and you get like a week free. So okay. You can get a trial. Okay. You go through the website and then you can download the app if you wanna do the app too. Gotcha. Well, Christmas, thank you so much. Yeah, it sounds like it. We'll have to check that out. I appreciate you taking some time and and just sort of hanging out with me and chatting. Absolutely. You let me know when you want to circle up. (laughs) We will do it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a great day. You too. I sure hope that you enjoyed the talk with Christmas Abbott today. What a fun time I had catching up with her. I've got another great guest lined up for the next podcast, and I hope to connect with you then. 
Thanks for listening to the Doing Life with Goodwin on the Radio podcast. You can find more on social media at Goodwin on the Radio.